Welcome to CPAC Today in Politics. Coming up, MPs return to the House after a demonstration on Parliament Hill. Freedom of choice, no more mandates, the censorship, all of it. Will the convoy and the demonstration lead to any political fallout? If you hitched your wagon to the protests, let's see what kind of fallout there is from that. I mean, New Democrats and, and you know, the New Democrats and Liberals were uh, four square against the, the messaging that was coming out of the weekend. You know, prominent Conservatives uh, supported the protest and supported the truckers in particular, not, uh, they say, uh, some of the unfortunate uh, incidents and displays of uh, poor taste that happened uh, from some protesters. And Conservatives digest their party's internal review of the federal election campaign. The intention here is to make changes. Myself as leader, I'm responsible for the loss. And I want to make sure that we gain the confidence of more Canadians. It's Monday, January 31st. I'm Mark Sutcliffe. Let's get right to the top political stories this morning. I'm joined by Peter Van Dusen, CPAC's executive producer and the host of Primetime Politics. Good morning, Peter. Morning, Mark. So Parliament resumes today, as does our podcast, and that's why we're talking again. And and as Parliament resumes, of course, there are a number of issues that will be front and centre, including this past weekend's protests, demonstrations in downtown Ottawa and on Parliament Hill by a convoy of, of truckers who were joined by others as well. Uh, what I know CPAC had coverage on the weekend of this. What did you make of it and... What kind of impact, if any, do you think that demonstration is going to have on Canadian politics? Yeah, it's sort of, it, it, you know, it might be still a bit early to tell, but there's clearly going to be followed from it, and, and there, some are bound and determined to stick around. Uh, we'll see uh, what kind of an impact they have as, as Parliament resumes sitting, uh, you know, whether, you know, in the... Canadians watching on CPAC, uh, the return of question period and debates in the House, whether they'll hear uh, persistent horn honking in the background of those debates in the House of Commons, uh, we'll see. But, you know, it, you know, there are Canadians who claim to want to have a voice. They wanted to come to Ottawa. They wanted to be heard. It was started, as we know, Mark, as the, as the truckers sort of convoy protesting, you know, the vaccine mandate at the border, which incidentally is the same mandate that the U.S. side has. So, even if they got the changes they wanted, uh, that likely wouldn't change things because the Americans are still requiring any truckers coming back and forth to be double uh, double vaccinated. So, you know, it started out as that, but then as we saw, uh, all kinds of other causes were glommed onto it, uh, you know, uh, you know, vitriol for the, the, the Liberal government, uh, you know, lots of questions about freedom and, and other issues and politics and uh, all kinds of stuff. And, and so... You know, it, it and all of that sort of, you know, um, to some extent overshadowed by a number of events that happened with, you know, uh, some of the protesters uh, in, intimidating people at a homeless shelter into, into giving them food that was meant for homeless people, uh, you know, people dancing on the tomb of the unknown soldier, people using the Terry Fox statue across from Parliament Hill to, you know, uh, to try and make political points. So none of that helps uh, the image. And, and in terms of the political fallout, if you 
you know, if you hitched your wagon to the protests, um, let's see what kind of fallout there is from that. I mean, yeah. new Democrats and, and, you know, the new Democrats and liberals were uh, four square against the, the messaging that was coming out of the weekend. Uh, you know, prominent conservatives uh, supported uh, the protest and supported the truckers in particular, not, uh, they say, uh, some of the unfortunate uh, incidents and displays of uh, poor taste that happened uh, from some protesters. But uh, we'll see what Canadians think of uh, any politicians who uh, who gave their support to what unfolded in, in Ottawa this weekend. Yeah, and it's interesting timing because uh, the the author of a report on the Conservatives' performance in the most recent federal election uh, has come out with that report and is saying that the Conservatives have to be clear on the things they stand for, uh, and uh, and this is this is perhaps another issue on which, in terms of popular support in Canada, the Conservatives may be catering to their base, but not really attracting anybody new to the party, right? Yeah, and it's in, in the messaging, you know, it's, uh, this is a really good example of what uh, James Cumming, the, the, the report, uh, the author, the report of, uh, the author of the report into what happened in the last election, Aaron O'Toole's performance and the party's performance. This is a guy in Alberta who lost his own seat and then was asked to do the post-mortem. And one of the key findings is, Conservatives need to be really clear on where they stand and be clear on which side of an issue they're on and, and drive that issue and be clear for voters about where they stand. And and if you look at this past weekend, Aaron O'Toole you know, supported uh, the truckers but didn't show up at the protest, met with truckers outside of town. Uh, to, to hear their concerns, but some of his own MPs uh, were on uh, Parliament Hill to show their support for the truckers. And, you know, are Canadians going to be able to, but, you know, they don't support anybody who who misbehaved in the protest, but I'm not sure how the voters are going to sort of pick that sort of nuance. Uh, you know, we support truckers and some of their concerns about the vaccination mandates, but we don't support what happened, but you were there in the protest. I'm not sure how that squares with let's pick an issue, let's be really clear. And, and in terms of clarity, where exactly do the Conservatives stand on the trucker protest, the vaccine mandates? What is their really strong and demonstrable position about where they are on this? Because it makes you wonder if there are two or three MPs out on Parliament Hill with the truckers and Aaron o O'Toole expressed his partial support. Well, if they support it, you know, should... You know, why weren't there 50 MPs out there? Why wasn't the Conservative caucus out there showing their support for it? So where does the Conservative caucus stand on this protest? And if if that's not clear uh, to a lot of people, and if it's not clear to Canadians, I'm not sure how that provides the clarity that uh, Mr. Cummings says the Conservatives need to display. All right, let's turn to something else that might be on the agenda as Parliament resumes, and that's the situation in Ukraine. Uh, Defense Minister Anita Anand has been in Kiev uh, the last couple of days, and uh, the Prime Minister last week talked about the role that Canadian troops are playing there. Um, what what do you see as Canada's role as there are fears escalating fears of a Russian invasion? And uh, do you expect this to be... Uh, something that's getting talked about on Parliament Hill in the next couple of days. Sure, it'll it'll uh, it'll be one of the key topics that gets discussed, uh, as well as the you know the ongoing uh, pandemic response. But uh, lots of questions uh, remain unclear. What exactly what is the role Canada hopes to play? We've we've 
seen the federal government bolster uh, and expand uh, its uh, its Operation Unifier project and training um, Ukrainian uh, military people with Canadian trainers on how to respond. But then we've also seen that uh, Canada's moved all its troops to the uh, you know western side of Ukraine, away uh, you know away from any potential serious conflict zones. Although some of those trainers have been back and forth to. Uh, areas close to the the border with Russia, but they're now being moved out of harm's way, as it were. Um, you know, uh, other countries have been contributing, uh, you know, uh, lethal, uh, you know, uh, supplies, arms, and so on. Canada is not doing that. We've contributed other things uh, that that are not lethal, but the United States, the uh, uh, the Brits, they've they've added up. Um, you know, uh, weaponry in effect, uh, if, if needed. And so not, not quite sure exactly, you know, what role Canada hopes to play and, and what messaging Anita and Anand is going to be, uh, bringing to, uh, to the Ukrainians. And, and, and it's sort of hard to put your finger on exactly what's expected from us. You have, you know, the leaders in Ukraine sort of downplaying the situation, saying invasion, uh, isn't imminent and countries like Canada should start you know, stop talking about that. And yet a lot of the Ukrainian people and experts feel that it, that it could be, um, you know, so there's that. And at, at the same time, Canada's, uh, you know, moving embassy people out and bringing different kinds of uh, people in experts into the Canadian embassy. And so it's a very, very fluid situation. I think you'll see a lot of the conversation in, in Parliament this week will be around that exactly. What is Canada's role? What are Canada's expectations? And uh, perhaps what are we doing behind the scenes to try and uh, whatever we can to de-escalate the situation? All right. As we wrap up, Peter, just quickly, anything else you expect to be top of mind, front and centre as Parliament resumes? Uh, I think that, you know, a lot of it, you know, the government, you know, received some cooperation in, you know, just uh, before the last sitting ended ahead of the Christmas break. Um, and I think you're going to see the government push pretty hard in, in this sitting. It's got some priorities it wants to move along, and I think the government side feels that the Conservatives and some of their leadership issues and some of the difficult uh, difficulty they're having getting traction on key issues um, and you know being seen to be uh, unclear on, on some of those positions, that they think this is a, an opportunity to try and push their agenda forward with the help of the other opposition parties, I know, you know, the Bloc and the NDP. So I think you're going to see a, a, a pretty hard push by the Liberals to uh, put an agenda down and move forward on some key issues, uh, trying to reach accommodations with the, the other opposition parties. And, 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 and to some extent, they've been doing that already and uh, trying to, you know, perhaps freeze out uh, Conservatives because I don't think they believe they can count on them for support. They believe that they're standing in the way of the government agenda and trying to block it and slow it down. And so they're going to try and find a way around it. All right. It's the beginning of another chapter uh, on Parliament Hill. We'll see what happens. Peter, thank you so much for joining us today. All right, Mark. Great to talk to you again. Take care. That's CPAC's Peter Van Dusen. The convoy itself is becoming a symbol of the fatigue and the, the division we're seeing in this country. Now, here's what political columnists and commentators are writing about today. In the Toronto Star, Supriya Devetti argues the Conservative Party's embrace of the trucker convoy is deeply troubling. Devetti writes, It's especially worrying to see MPs who are explicitly egging the protesters on by calling the Prime Minister 
the biggest threat to freedom in Canada, all the while turning a blind eye or making excuses for the more troubling aspects of the protesters. Our unfortunate reality is that one of the two parties in regular contention to form government has sitting prominent members who spew all sorts of conspiracy theory nonsense and have spent the better part of the last decade either disregarding the more troubling aspects of their voter base or trying to directly pander to them. In National Newswatch, Stephen Heckbert offers advice to well-meaning protesters. Heckbert writes, Calling this protest a freedom convoy is a mistake. If you want to know why Aaron O'Toole, Pierre Poilievre, and others were quick to support this movement, there are 8 million reasons why. A GoFundMe effort raised $8 million in a week. To conservative fundraisers, that was their money. Until politicians say, if these are your beliefs, you are not my people, to groups like this, the temptation to stay with the money is there. In McLean's, Philippe J. Fournier argues, Aaron O'Toole is trapped. Fournier writes, There is simply little to no room to grow for Aaron O'Toole among non-conservative voters, which may partly explain why he has looked and sounded like he's running for the conservative leadership again of late, and not like the leader of a government in waiting. But perhaps O'Toole's poor numbers do not tell the whole story. Perhaps it's a toxic minority trying to take over the Conservatives that is sinking him in public opinion and hindering any efforts to grow the party, not the other way round. Now here's what's coming up on today's political agenda. The Prime Minister will speak with the Premier of Prince Edward Island before speaking with the media. He will also attend question period virtually and take part in a debate on Ukraine in the House of Commons. This evening, the Prime Minister will take part in a virtual celebration of the Lunar New Year. Transport Minister Omar Al-Gabra, Innovation Minister François-Philippe Champagne, Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bibeau, and International Trade Minister Mary Ng will hold a news conference following a national summit to strengthen Canada's supply chain. Health Minister Jean-Yves Duclos will announce funding for projects that raise awareness about dementia. And Immigration Minister Sean Fraser will make an announcement via teleconference. And that's CPAC Today in Politics for Monday, January 31st. Tune in to Primetime Politics tonight on CPAC for coverage of all the day's events. Our podcast returns tomorrow morning. Have a great day.